Hi everyone, I'm Michelle Metcalf from HiFor, and I thought this week I would do a little history lesson on the evolution of the horse. And whilst that doesn't probably sound that exciting, it does relate to how we feed our modern day horses. And I just thought it would be a good time to go over how the horse has evolved to eat and what they have evolved to eat. You'll probably notice in a lot of our um, ads and on our website and when we're speaking to space people, we're often talking about species-specific feeds for horses and how important they are. And I just thought I'd go through what species-specific really means. And so that's a diet that is species-specific to that animal and, and based on the way they've evolved to eat. It's natural to its species or formulated to include only ingredients that are appropriate for that animal. So we don't feed cats plants because they're carnivores and we don't feed dogs chocolate because, well, this would make them very sick. Every species has their own unique and specific dietary requirements. Over time, we've become accustomed to looking at horse feeds based on the horse's use, such as racing, breeding, hard work, no work, any type of formula that relates to their use. What we should be focusing on is the laws of nature and the physiological requirement of horses as a species. It is possible to provide whole species-specific diets whilst understanding each horse's individuality. Horses require real food to support their digestion, which acts as its very own ecosystem. Horses have eaten a 100% plant-based diet from the beginning until now. Nothing has changed. So to condense the evolution and history of the horse, some 4.5 to 5.5 million years ago, give or take, the Dawn Horse is the first recorded equine in history. This little fellow is about 25 to 50 centimetres high and looked more like a dog. There were four padded hooves on each of the forefeet and three on each of the hind limbs. The evolutionary changes from then until now include the increase in size of the horse, reduction in the number of hooves, loss of the foot pads, lengthening of the legs, fusion of the independent bones of the lower legs, elongation of the muzzle, increase in the size and complexity of the brain, and development of crested high crown teeth suited to grazing. This doesn't mean a steady gradual progression in these characteristics leading inevitably from those of the dawn horse to those of the modern horse. In fact some of these features such as grazing dentition appear abruptly in the fossil record rather than as the culmination of numerous gradual changes. Horses were initially browsers, eating plants from trees and forages above their head. I guess being only 50 centimetres high would make it most of his forage located above his head. As the horse grew, so did its ability to both graze and browse for food. By Mary Chippis, who existed around 30 million years ago, the horse's dentition was essentially changed from predominantly browsing to grazing. This horse was approximately 100 centimetres tall. Four to five million years ago, 
Equus appeared, which all modern equines evolved from. From the beginning until today, equines have evolved to eat plants. They are classified as ungulates, which are large-bodied herbivores. There are two types of herbivores. One is the ruminant, such as cattle, sheep and goats, and the other is non-ruminant, which includes horses, rabbits, hippopotamus and rhinoceros. All of this group have a significantly sized, large intestine and functional cecum, where millions of microbes ferment and break down structural fibre into valuable nutrients. The main difference between ruminants and non-ruminants is that ruminants are foregut fermenters and non-ruminants are hindgut fermenters. A horse requires a larger amount of forage than a cow to produce the same amount of calories. This intake cannot be in one go and must be fed on a continual basis. The horse evolved to eat tougher materials such as grass and herbage containing cellulose fibres. His dentition changed. The teeth have developed very efficient grinding surfaces and they continue to grow throughout life. For reasons which are not clear, the horse gradually began to move from the forest areas and out into the open plains. The physiological adaptions to this environment produced more important changes. The digestive system was developed to derive optimum nutrition and health from a variety of high-fibre, low-energy plains grasses and herbage. So I'll just say that again. It's high-fibre and low-energy is what they have evolved to eat. In common with other herbivores of the open plains, the horses became a trickle feeder, large, infrequent meals being inconsistent with a fast flight response from predators. The diet of the modern horse is often unsuited to these important physiological needs. As we've seen, the horse no longer has access to multi-species grasses, especially native grasses, and he's probably fed only once, two or three times a day. In addition, when the domesticated horse requires more energy for work, we usually provide it in the form of cereal grains or other concentrate feeds to which his digestive system has not fully adapted. So experience and care is really required if you're going to use these. The digestive process starts in the mouth. As the food passes through the system, it's broken down into a form which can be absorbed and utilised by the body. The horse's sensitive lips with their attendant whiskers are very well adapted to locate, assess and handle the feed he wishes to eat. The sensitive mobility and power of the lips is extraordinary. The front teeth together with the lips and the tongue are used to get hold of the food and bring it into the mouth for grinding by the molars or back teeth. The horse's powerful teeth reflect the coarse grasses he has evolved to eat, which re require considerable chewing to break down the tough cellulose fibres. The constant process of grinding such food had the effect of wearing the teeth down. For this reason, the horse has developed open-rooted root teeth which continue to grow throughout his life. The fact that the modern horse has to have his teeth regularly rasped is a reflection on the fact that modern foodstuffs do not perform this function correctly. Proper maintenance of the teeth is vital to proper digestion. 
I've already mentioned that the horse's digestive system is designed to process small amounts of forage frequently. A state of homeostasis occurs when appropriate amounts of energy or calories are supplied for various life functions. There is an entire ecosystem in the horse's digestive processes that requires balance and harmonisation to function adequately. So horses have survived millions of years without us complicating things. So why can't we just let them eat grass and live happily as their predecessors did? I'm sure you're asking. Unfortunately, this is where the complexity comes in. Paddocks and pastures around the world have become unsuitable for our domesticated horses, not through the evolution of the horse, but due to the current and historical farming practices. Introduced species of grasses can often play havoc on a horse's digestion. As I mentioned earlier, constant supply of high-fibre, low-energy grasses is a species-specific diet. Most native grasses didn't survive the introduction of high-calorie sugar and starch pastures, which were aimed at rearing cattle and sheep for the milk and meat market. These grasses were selected for their hardiness, meaning that they just kept coming back even after intense grazing. Horses can't manage a high-carbohydrate load. Additionally, due to the hardiness of the plant, there is often an abundance of grass to eat. As they are housed in smaller pastures, they don't have to travel miles to receive the amount of forage required to supply energy to support their metabolism and bodily functions. Less energy is expended to forage for food, causing another compounding problem when it comes to diet and exercise. Calories in versus energy out. So to summarise what I've talked about today, there's been no changes in their dentition or digestion during evolution. And what does that mean for us? Well, it means we need to understand what's in our feed bag. So if you're purchasing feeds for your horse, make sure you aren't adding inappropriate food for the species. Make sure it's species specific. Um, their digestive processes didn't change, adapt or evolve to consume the typical modern day diet. So what options do you have if you need the convenience of a bagged feed? Uh, talk to your feed store and ask them to bring in high form complete feeds. There's Alpha Fibre and Fibre Plus, which will suit the horse that needs to add weight or the horse that needs to lose weight. Either way, we have a feed for you. Ask your local feed store to get it in for you if they don't have it and have a look at the ingredients. They're all suited for the species. So anyway, I'm going to wrap it up there. Thanks very much for joining me this week. Um, Happy horse riding and enjoying your horse until next time. Bye for now.